0: Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, laughing and crying with the delightful Mila Kunis. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz and welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, Yeah, we run the gamut with our main guest today, the dynamic, the captivating, the very talented. She can do comedy and drama in equal measure. Uh, Mila Kunis, first-time guest on the podcast today, talking about her new Netflix film, Luckiest Girl Alive. Uh, more on that in a second, but let me just get get you up to speed on all the things going on in the Happy Sad, Confused and Josh Harowitz universe, which is quite a lot. This is one of those weeks where It all kind of like comes to a head. So in New York, where I'm based, um, we've been having, let's see, in no discernible order, the New York Film Festival has just launched and is underway with a slew of awesome movies and talent. Uh, We have New York Comic Con starting in a few days. We've got Paley Fest starting in a few days and Paley Weekend, which just occurred. Uh, Not to mention just all the usual ginormous output of fall films and fall tv it's an embarrassment of riches and i'm just trying to keep my head above water but it's been a lot of fun i was at the new york film festival's opening night um went to see the new noah baumbach movie white noise uh, which i really enjoyed it is a wild different kind of a film for noah um, of course, you know from Marriage Story and Squid and the Whale, and it certainly has that idiosyncratic um, vibe that um, that's great dialogue and and kind of acerbic wit to it but it is married with some other kind of genre things that we've never seen Noah Baumbach do. Uh, it's based on the Don DeLillo book of course has It's as bizarre as it is to say. A little bit of a Spielbergian Amblin adventure vibe in the middle. And then it goes to some, I don't know, almost absurdist Cone Brothers-y places. Has uh, some music involved in really unique ways, uh, thanks to LCD Sound System. Um, It's a big swing, and uh, it was a fun opening for the festival. It had screened in Venice, but the New York crowd, I think, received it all the the more uh, thanks to... Um, there, our investment in Noah, who is definitely a a tried and true New Yorker. So, that's coming soon. That's going to be on Netflix uh, later this year, so look out for that. That stars Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig, Don Cheadle, a ton of great folks. So, uh, I was occupied with that, um, but that's just the beginning of the New York Film Festival. New York Comic Con, I hope to see some of you guys out there in person. I'm moderating two panels, as I mentioned before, Saturday at 11 a.m. I'll be moderating the panel for The Peripheral, which is the new um series from Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, uh, stars Cully Grace Moretz and Jack Rayner previous guests on the podcast both of them uh, very excited for that and then Sunday at 4 I've mentioned it before, I'll mention it again if you can get in, do your best the Weird Al panel for Weird, the Al Yankovic story it is the new film um, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Evan Rachel Wood Dan, of course, is Weird Al. Evan Rachel Wood is Madonna. It is absurd. It is super funny. I'm sure we're going to show lots of exclusive stuff to you guys. So if you're able to make it over to New York Comic Con, come say hi. Uh, I know you'll enjoy it. Um, so yeah, just a, a lot of moderating fun, fun stuff lately, uh, including these live events at 92Y. And this is another one. So Mila Kunis uh, came by the 92Y the other night to screen her new film, Uh, It's called Luckiest Girl Alive. A lot of you probably know it because it's based on a bestseller um, that had a lot of acclaim. Uh, It comes out on Netflix this Friday, October 7th. So for context, this Q&A happened right after the crowd in New York got a chance to see the movie. That being said, I was pretty careful not to go too deep into the movie in in terms of spoiler territory. Uh, Suffice it to say, The protagonist in this film is a woman who seemingly has it all together, but thanks to an interior monologue that we're privy to, we learn as the film goes that there are severe issues and trauma in her past that she is dealing with. Um, So it is... It's by turns actually pretty funny, but then turns super dark. It's a it's a really interesting mix, uh, and it, it features a great performance from Mila Kunis at the center of it. Um, I was so happy to have her on the podcast because I've always really loved talking to her. She is, you know, it's a cliche to say, but it's true. She's a straight shooter. She just... Um, you know, there's no BS with her, she's funny, she's smart, she's into like the stuff that I and you are into, like she's not above like the gaming world and genre stuff, she loves it all and um, it was really fun to take a deep dive with her. This is kind of an interesting conversation because it goes, it's very funny but it also gets a little serious and and really sweet at times because her roots are the Ukraine, she was born there came over here when she was seven years old, and she and her husband, Ashton Kutcher, um, have done some really amazing, wonderful stuff. You can look it up, but uh, suffice it to say, they've helped raise over 35 million dollars for um, the cause over there to help the uh, Ukrainians uh, in this really, really difficult time. And as she said, it's it's a Band-Aid on a horrific situation, but man, they are doing more than their part, and kudos to them. So. Um, This was a lot of fun. We talk everything from Black Swan to that 70s show, Jupiter Ascending, uh, her love of the Fast and Furious movies. We cover it all as we do on the podcast. Plus, I should say, there is a special surprise for Mila appearance. Should I ruin it for you guys? Okay, I'll just say it's a surprise appearance from an A-list movie star, a ginormous movie star. Um, that surprised Mila and really touched her. And um, I know talking to her afterwards, she was uh, it really moved her, and she was thrilled to have that special moment. So look forward to that. Um, and I will just say, finally, there are more upcoming ninety two Y events, a Symphony Space event. It's all in the show notes, but I'll, I'll rattle it off quickly. October twenty fifth, Symphony Space, me, Ralph Macchio talking about his career from Karate Kid to the to the, his new memoir, uh, Waxing On, Cobra Kai. Uh, we're going to cover it all. That's going to be a lot of fun with our friends at Symphony Space, again, October 25th. And by the time you listen to this, I certainly hope so because I'm going to say it right now, October 26th, this is a biggie, Henry Cavill at 92 NY. That's right, live, in person, me and Henry Cavill, Uh, He's done the pod before, but we've never done it like this live in front of a ginormous audience Um, He is coming into town. We're going to talk his new film which is Noah Holmes 2, but of course we're going to talk about Everything guys and yes that includes the Witcher and Superman and anything else I can think of Um, If you love Henry Cavill um, This is the place to be so look forward to seeing that one. That's gonna be a big one I'm sure we're going to if not sell it out I think we'll sell it out. I hope we sell it out, because uh, I want a great, big New York welcome for Henry. Um, so look, look forward to that. Uh, and there are more events coming up soon, too. Um, yeah, more to come. Uh, as always, the first announcements, the discount codes, are on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash... Uh, happy, Sad, Confused. Again, Patreon.com slash Happy, Sad, Confused. Even at the lowest tier level, you get the early announcements and discount codes for every single live event. And at the, at the uh, further tier levels, you get all the videos, exclusive videos, game nights, every single thing we do uh, in terms of video and audio form goes up there first. So um, get in on all the action. Okay. Let's get to the main event. I'm taking you now back in time, live. It was live at the time. (laughs) But you'll hear the crowd. Uh, Here is me and Mila Kunis talking. uh, It's the night of her premiere, by the way. She snuck away from her premiere to do this little event, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Here's me and Mila Kunis talking, Lucky Girl live, and many more things. Uh, hi, guys! Welcome. It's a miracle. Mila Kunis just appeared out of nowhere <laughs> after you watched this great movie. This should always be this way. Ta-da! Mila. Ta-da. Um, let's give it up one more time, just because she's here. She's she's cheating on her own premiere. Mila Kunis. Thank you. Um, welcome to a very special '92 NY edition of Happy Second Infused. Mila is a first-time guest on the podcast, despite our many conversations. We're doing the, we're going to both cry by the end of this. We're going to go deep. Do you think so? No. Oh, God,
1: my mascara.
0: (laughs) Um, Congratulations, though, on the movie. Um, I mean, this is a unique circumstance for this film, which is going to be on Netflix. And, you know, you've just, you're now in front of a crowd that's seen it in an actual, like, movie venue. How
1: archaic.
0: I know, right? (laughs) It's going the way of the the dinosaur. But um, I don't know. I mean, this is. This is an intense one, to say the least. do you get do you have a, do you get a different kind of satisfaction from something like this than from a bad mom's, from the from the comedies we've talked about over the yeah. years? I mean, is it a different kind of? Thing no, for it's you? the
1: same. You, it, there's an ego with that comes with filmmaking. and if anyone tells you otherwise, they're lying. The, it, it, you want to entertain people, and what entertainment comes in, it comes in multitude of forms, right? I love making people love. I, I love any form of escapism. Um, I, this film included. I mean, I don't think that you're going to walk out of it being like, ha, what a popcorn movie of the summer. But I think that you'll walk out of it with a, a hopefully, I mean, hopefully, with some sort of feeling or emotion or, you know, a, a desire to have a conversation or maybe you rethought something. Whatever it may be, it's something new and different that you didn't walk in with.
0: This character, I mean, I can see from the outside looking in, I'm sure this audience would agree, why this would appeal there's a lot there's a lot of juicy stuff for this character we you know sure. we, we often like you know hear narration in a film but often it's like and you know this better than anybody it's often like a transition. yeah yeah of just course. to like yeah. mask something to help
1: move the story along yeah. Th-
0: this is integral this is obviously part and parcel of mm-hmm. the storytelling and it really defines uh your approach to the character um did that jump off the page as yeah. soon as you read the script
1: yeah I mean, you nailed it. I think oftentimes people, um, not oftentimes, but but a lot of times people go, like, why did you make this movie? That is, like, the standard question right. for a lot of things. And um, and especially when it came to this one, people were like, what made you want to make this movie? And I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of films out there. Well, not a lot, but there's a handful of films out there where it's, it's a woman who dot, dot, dot. Right. And, um, and I didn't want to make just another it's a woman who dot, dot, dot film. And to me, what makes this one incredibly special and why I chose to do it is because two things. Um, it is based on the writer's life, loosely based on the writer's life. So there's um, an element to it that you can't argue. You can't say that can't happen. That would never happen. That's not how it would happen. It is how it happened. That is what happened. Right. And to me, that, that that was really important. And then the other part of it is the, the writer who wrote the book, who this is based off of, also wrote the screenplay. And her voice is incredibly specific. Like, I, I think about it, this is a first screenplay that she's ever written. She's got amazing books out there that have all been on the New York Times bestseller list but she's got a very specific cadence and a very specific tone, and a lot of it has to do with this voiceover element that she brings in that's not exposition.
0: So we're not gonna go too much into spoilers because some of the audience at home hasn't seen the movie, the people listening to the podcast haven't oh. seen it, so we're gonna to talk a little bit generally, but. My bad. No, 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 we're good. We haven't spoiled anything, it's all good. Okay. But you, you mentioned one of the key points, I think, which is that's, not, that's very unusual that the writer is the screenwriter. It's, it's
1: never gonna happen. The fact that it happened today with Netflix, I mean, that is a lot of people taking rightful risks. I mean, but that is, but nonetheless, this is not the norm, no.
0: So, are you the type of actor, like, do you go to the writer with a ton of questions? Because you have the director as a resource, always, of course. You mm-hmm. also, but this is a unique case, as you said, yeah. because of the writer's ownership of the material. Um, is that helpful for, for you as an actor, or do you just kind of go off like the script as it's locked, hopefully, um, and go
1: there? No. So, uh, we changed the ending. Drastically from the film, not drastically, but I would say we modernized it. And when I read the original script, I was like, I really, I love this. But let me talk to you a little bit more. Since you wrote the script, since you wrote the book, what other evolutions have you gone through that we can implement in this character that we can jump six to seven years and make it more relatable to today, not as relatable to seven years ago? And so I would say I ask a lot of questions when I think I ask a lot of questions.
0: We, look, we all have trauma in our past. Thankfully, not as much, most of us, hopefully. as the character, hopefully, right, as yeah. this character. And I, I know you don't necessarily relate on the specifics of this, thankfully. Sure. But, you know, many actors I've talked to talk about, like, the first approach in, in you know, um, playing somebody is to find the commonality, not the differences, but where exactly. they connect. Yeah. So where do you connect here?
1: Well, I mean, to your point, I think we've all had... I wouldn't even call them obstacles, but we've all had road, road bones, you know what I mean? Like, we've had something in our life that we can always pinpoint it being like, that moment changed my opinion on such, or this moment made me realize this, or here I could have made a different. We've, we all have it, we all have forks in the road, Right. always, whether we acknowledge them or not. And I think for me, I, I clearly acknowledge all of them. But um, I, yeah, I, there's, you know, for me, I think being an immigrant was a big part of this. Like, I, the code switching, the understanding of the why do we code switch, I don't have social media. So for me, it would never be relatable to have to put on a persona other than who I am because I don't have that. So that I won't relate to. But what I do relate to is the idea of like assimilation and yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of elements to it, so that to me, but also, like, you make, you, you, you make choices throughout life, and and you remember those, especially the ones that you did not well.
0: Um, your interior monologue, my, my guess is, based on our past conversations, and, and part of why I've always loved talking to you, is you feel pretty unfiltered and honest, not in an obnoxious way, because sure. it, it can go a little... <laughs> Dark with some people. Sometimes, if they literally have no capacity to control themselves.
1: I grew my filter, so thank you.
0: Uh, you've you've been cultivating the filter. Yes,
1: yes. Um, I'm knitting it and crocheting the filter <laughs> as we speak.
0: Is it safe to say that was always milo Like if if like yes. Five-year-old milo was yes. like that. Yeah. Yes,
1: but this is the best-case scenario, me. Okay, so I want you to know if my parents were here, they'd be like, <laughs> um, I. Um, Listen, I think everyone needs a little filter. Sure. We all, not all of our thoughts need to be heard. You don't, like, we just don't. We're not all that smart. And so um, I, you know, in my youth, probably had less of one, but not for any reason other than I didn't realize that I needed one. And so I would say, you know, my late 20s, I was like, oh, I really need to stop talking so much. (laughs)
0: Were you – did you go through, like, media training when no. you were a kid?
1: Do I, do I need to, though?
0: No, I'm so, I'm, I have someone I can – recommend. no. No,
1: no I've <laughs> never had media training. So, so they
0: when, like, that 70s show happens, yeah. you're suddenly, like you, – this career has jump-started, and you're the focus of a lot of attention. Yeah. It was just sort of like sink or swim, like I'm just going to be a teenager and just say what I feel. and.
1: But that's what happened. Yeah. Like, I, I don't – I think I was always a pretty good kid. Like, I – I was a really good kid. I you know was responsible because I loved what I did so much. I never wanted to lose it, and I desperately fought to act. My parents probably to this day would be like, mm, doctor, um <laughs> I'm an immigrant, you know what I'm saying? Right. like this is not the career that they um moved to America for um but i yeah, I was just always like I loved going to work, and I never wanted to jeopardize that so that being said. Um, yeah, it all kind of was, I was never that obnoxious. I never needed that much handling or.
0: there was never like the asshole year. Like if I had met you at like 21, like, oh, she's going to I mean, It depends through.
1: who you ask. I'm going to say no. <laughs> but ask my parents. They'll be like 12 to 22. Um, I don't think so. Okay, I really don't think so. Yeah. But you, um. You should ask some of my co stars. I'm sure they'll have some good stories. I the Start no, with my kidding. husband. That's a good one. He <laughs> was so, like last week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a Thursday. No. <laughs> so, um, look, I feel like the legend of the upbringing, the, the immigration story of Mila Kunis, is now, it is a legend by now. But for those that don't know, yeah. When and where? How did you come to our fair country? Sure. At what age? Give us a little bit of the background.
1: Well, I'd like to say, I think a lot of us here are immigrants at of some course, point, yeah. come from immigrants. So I don't think that my story is that special or unique, but it is just one of many. Um, How'd I come here? Well, I didn't have a, uh, much choice. Um, <laughs> I was seven and a half and my parents lied to me and told me that we were moving down the street. Um, uh, well thank you for laughing guys talk a, about something to remember yeah. um, this is a
0: long street we're yeah. walking down to
1: a very long street <laughs> and uh, we got on a train and I was like well this is not moving down the street <laughs> and then we arrived in this country called uh, what is now known as Russia before then it was just all imagine USSR so we arrived in Moscow and I went to the embassy the American embassy and, um, and you go into the slotto of whether you get chosen that day or not. And if you don't get chosen, you don't come. And, oh, let me prove because We came here on a a religious uh, refugee visa. Okay, so you get in this lotto. You do the thing. We didn't get chosen. We didn't get chosen. We didn't get chosen. We were there for, like, 16 hours. I think my parents tell the story. Like, I started getting antsy and hungry, and I took a walk down the hallway. I happened to have wandered into the woman's office that ultimately was going to make this decision. And I was like, I'm so hungry. Do you have any candy? And she was like... I guess she struck up a conversation with me. I don't have any recollection of this, according to my parents. I walked out of the room, and I said, this lady needs to see you. I'm so sorry. I think I said something wrong. And they were like, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know. So uh, we walked in there, and long story short, she was like, welcome to America.
0: Wow. (laughs) And you're...
1: And then it got really hard, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. No, it always starts with candy. They lure you in with the candy.
1: Yeah, get in with the candy.
0: (laughs) Your connection to the Ukraine over the years, has it vacillated in terms of like your own personal connection, how you felt connected? Because obviously now we all feel much more connected in the last sure. couple of years. But talk to me about just, I mean, did you go back at any times? Or? Oh, we, oh I,
1: went, I went back once. Okay. So I went back um, four years ago, let's say five, four or five years ago. Okay. Um, my husband and I went back with my parents. I was shooting in Budapest at the time. And I was like, well, we're pretty damn close should we go? And he was like, yeah, let's go. So my parents flew down, we went to my little town, and we landed, and everyone looked at me as if I was gonna be like, have some, you know, cathartic, right. some sort of emotion, and I went, well, this is nice. <laughs> I mean, nothing, right? Like, I just, I, you know, I've said this in interviews recently, but I very much assimilated to America. Yeah. Like, I, I consider myself that, like, there's no question. That being said, I walked the streets and I was like, ooh, I sadly remember this and that. But like my heart really was always in the States. Like that is the country that I was raised in and that gave me my whole life and my family life. Okay, so then said work happens. And that's when everything changed a little bit, but I'll tell you a very quick version of the story. It happened with my daughter and less with me. So my daughter's almost eight on Saturday. And When all of this happened, Ash and I, we've got to figure something out. We did it. We're were in the process of doing it. And my daughter goes, there's a war in Ukraine? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, aren't you from Ukraine? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, I'm half Ukrainian. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah. And she was so proud. And that's kind of where I'm getting so (laughs) teary-eyed. We
0: did well, <laughs> We did. Well, we should say, thanks to that connection, $35 million was raised. Yeah. I mean, I mean
1: yeah. Listen. <laughs> Thank you. That is one of the things that I do want people to understand. $35 million is a lot of money, but it really band-aids a problem yeah. for a couple weeks. So this isn't one of those magical, you know, potions that solves like, anything. Done. We
0: did it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So th-
1: we were trying to band-aid a problem until a country could step in with billions.
0: Um... There's no proper segue into uh, working with the likes of Hulk Hogan and Rick Moranis. I know it's
1: But so we're good. gonna try. It. Get it? Amazing. <laughs> uh, um,
0: but you were a child actor in yeah. in classics like Santa with Muscles mm-hmm. and one of the Honey I Shrunk films.
1: Honey, I, I shrunk ourselves.
0: Sorry, to to I didn't mean to diminish it. No, don't worry
1: it. about it. No big
0: deal. <laughs> I don't want to rank the films for you. Um, but what were you? I mean, what was it like to be on set as a kid? Was it? I, I don't know, did it feel comfortable to you? Or yeah, I loved it. Really?
1: Oh, my God, I'm such a ham. I had, I'm i telling you, I had a very healthy upbringing. I got super lucky. Um, I have really great parents who worked full-time. Me acting was never a priority for them. It was a hobby that I begged them to keep. Uh, and they were like, cool, you can do this so long as you go to school and graduate from public school, and that's non-negotiable, and go to college. And I was like, okie-dokie. And so that's what I did. I and I couldn't fail at that, because right. if I did, I would lose this.
0: So when did you go... Like, when's the transition from feeling like, you know, this is play, this is fun, to, like, almost, like, considering yourself, I'm a real actor. Like, 18. You, so you know to, exactly when.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll say exactly when, okay. when I had to go to college. Okay. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to... I got into college, I worked hard to get into college, and I went, what am I going to study? Like, I love what I do and I'm so lucky that I want to do this. What, are they, what am I going to study? What am I going to learn there that I can't learn through trial and error here? And so I went to my parents and I was like in tears. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Can I please defer? I promise I'll go back. I just need to defer. And they were like, mm-hmm. you know, if you do this, you have to, you know, all that. And I was like, I promise, I promise, I promise. So it wasn't until I was 27 that my dad came to me and was like, look, I've been paying this deference fee. <laughs> and can we, just, can we just assume you're not going back? And I was like, I'm not going back.
0: Amazing. Because you were in the middle of the 70s at 18, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what's it like to have a constant reminder of, like, ostensibly your most awkward years, always going to be on, on television? Until the you die?
1: Well, I don't watch reruns of 70s for right. a reason. Right. And uh, I never, I, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of 70's Show in my life.
0: Really? Yeah. Pretty good, you should check it out.
1: <laughs> and you know what, if it's ever, because right now it's always on streamers I feel like, yeah. if it ever goes back to broadcast and if it comes on, I think I'd watch it.
0: Not many people have video documentation of the first time they've kissed yeah, they kiss their it. eventual partner.
1: I know, oh, I know, is that, yeah, yeah. I know. I, yeah. and, and further
0: context for this, this was obviously way before they were actually an item and he yeah. it was acting, of course. I know. I was but
1: 15 and he was 20. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Guys, that was so long ago.
0: So after 70s, in yeah. terms of the acting, did you have a sense of what you wanted to do? Did you feel like the industry had plans for you? Did you have plans for it? Like, what, I
1: had what? plans to pay my bills and make a living, because that's what I promised my parents I would do. So I did not, in 70s, being like, I'm so entitled to all these awesome things. I was like, I will audition, and I will get what I get, and I don't get upset. And uh, that's how I did it.
0: Were you a good auditioner? Did you?
1: I think so, because I've auditioned since I was nine. It is definitely a very specific art skill. Right. so, yes, I would say it was probably at that point a pretty good auditioner, And I also didn't go into with an ego where I was like, I'm entitled to offers. I was clearly on that show over there. Not at all. I was like, I will audition. I will prove everybody wrong. Because I was going to say remember, but it's not like you were there. But <laughs> 20 years ago, yeah. right, the industry was very different than it is today. And if you were on TV, you stayed on TV. Yeah. And if you were in movies, you stayed in movies. And the two never intersected. And I was like, I'm going to go and do some movies. And everyone was like, "You should really stay in television." <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, I'm 22. I'm or 21, whatever I was. Right. I was like, I am gonna go and like try other things." And so I had to start auditioning for films.
0: One of the random ones. This is a bit later on that reportedly. I can't wait. You, it's, it's okay, this is our segue into the geek conversation. Oh, sure. Uh, Lois Lane in Man of Steel. Did you ever? Did you? You opposite Henry Cavill. You must have looked tiny if you ever screen tested with him.
1: Never, never screen tested for it. Never. Okay. Uh, didn't even know about it.
0: Okay, okay. Nope. What's the next one? Well, I don't have a long list, but oh. it is a segue into the geek side of you, which I remember from our earliest conversations. There was always, it felt like, and it almost feels like dated and vaguely misogynistic at this point. Sure. Like, it was like Mila Kunis, girl who likes geeky stuff? She loves Warcraft and Star oh, Trek? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Now Nowadays, of course, like, we're all allowed to like what we like, and but it did feel like you were branded as such, and it became like a talking point.
1: Yeah. This was so weird. Um, do you remember Gamergate? Do we call yeah, it Gamergate? Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is precedes Gamergate, but it's of the same concept, like idea of like, what do you mean a girl likes video games? Prove it. Right. You like Star Trek? I'm gonna ask you trivia. Right. And I was always like, I can't curse here because you guys are all professionals, but I would get very upset, and I was like, oh hell no, <laughs> and it it drove me crazy but yes I did play World of Warcraft I'm currently creating a um a card game to uh that lives on web 3 and web 2 and a comic book I like nerdy things and I liked them before other people liked them when it was super cool to like (laughs) nerdy things before Barack Obama (laughs) called himself a nerd and then everyone was like nerds are awesome and I was like "Mm, are they though
0: Is, is part of you like look you've done some genre stuff but yeah. the genre stuff hasn't, with re- all due respect- With all due
1: respect, you hated it. No, that's okay. No, it's not. Not,
0: it's not what I was going to say. It hasn't maybe hit in the same way that other things did. I like, know. I was so excited for Jupiter Ascending. So was I. I mean, we all were. We all went no, in with the right best of intentions. right with you, buddy. Right? Yep. For those who don't remember, this is Wachowskis and Channing, who we love, and love. Eddie. Um, what's the postmortem on that? Like, When did you know, like, oh, shit, maybe the scene, now I'm cursing, sorry. I but. wish
1: that Channing was there because that's some good stories. When did we know before we started production? Really? Yeah, because our production got slashed in half. And so the original budget was twice as much, and you can do a lot more with a lot more money. And oftentimes those types of scripts have a very good storyline, but extraordinary other things. Yeah. And um, in pre, like right before pre-production, for a multitude of reasons, studios and all these other things, budget got cut and the movie was different.
0: Do you have a favorite, uh, so you're talking about being into games, but like franchise going right now? Like if the next like Marvel, DC, Potter, whatever, Like, what's the one that gets you excited
1: nowadays? Fast and oh, Furious. Oh, OK. Well, I, I guess, oh, I love Fast and the Furious. I knew no it. No irony. I, it. I really genuinely do. <laughs> did you call How did you know that well, I love I Fast know. and the Furious? I've seen all of them. I feel All like
0: I honestly feel like you're a natural for that. I, I I'm just kind my of shocked they haven't come to it, you.
1: and I've always made the joke. I was like, I'm just gonna pop in in the background, and you won't even know it. Um, okay, so I do love Fast and the Furious, guys. Don't judge. Um, no. I what do I love right now? Well, well, I'll say Harry Potter, but only because my daughter and I are reading the first book together. Right. So I can't wait to show her the movie. I don't know, like I don't yeah. know if that answers it. So Harry Potter, and then. Okay, wait, so is this, um, it's not a franchise, but I'll tell you what I'm excited for the next season, is The Boys.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? So, okay, if that's genre, maybe that's what I'm really most excited about is for that, for the next season, because I think it's so smart.
0: Very smart. Um, Also smart, also kind of a genre film, and I want to show a clip, is Black Swan. (laughs) Come on. Okay. Um, the great dad, we were talking backstage about the great Darren Aronofsky, we all yeah. love and worship all his yeah. films, even if they um, disturb us to our dying day, in the best possible way. Um, but this was a big moment for you, for Natalie, for everybody involved. Sure. Let, let's start with the clip and then let's talk on the other side, okay? okay. Here's a little clip from Black Swan. Oh, my
1: goodness. is that? Hey. You okay? You can't smoke in here? Well, I won't tell if you won't. So, big days getting closer and closer, huh? Well, I can't wait. I think you're going to be amazing. Talk about it. <laughs> Is that our day? Well, we're playing a little too rough for you. Come on, Nina. He's brilliant. Sure, but it's not like he's all warm and fuzzy. Well, you don't know it. Uh, someone's hot for teacher. Oh, come on. It's okay. I don't blame you. Uh, I should go home. Oh. Nina, come on! I'm just. Oh my God!
0: I love it. Uh, for the record, the only person that laughed snorted through that clip was Mila herself, watching. <laughs> because
1: it. I saw how young Nat and I looked, and I was like, "Oh my God!" That's why I started laughing because we look like. I look younger, Nat looks just, she hasn't aged, okay? <laughs> she looks it. amazing, not a day has gone by.
0: Um, see, there's that filter.
1: I'm, I'm, is it working?
0: You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> you said before though, that there's like essentially a whole different version of yes. the film or the character. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: cause Darren and I shot it. Well, Darren and I, like I, Darren shot it <laughs> in such multiple ways that, you know, was she real? Was she not real? That whole, you know, conversation that he ended up putting it together. So it's a lot of um, Darren in the edit bay.
0: Did it feel like a change? Like, personally, in terms of the kind of material you were getting, how you were perceived, did it feel? Oh yeah. Yeah?
1: Oh yeah, huge. I mean, there was like two staples in my career and they were oddly like, I would say close to back to back that changed people's perspective, I think, as to like the idea of A, a TV actor and then B, a person who can do comedy. Right. And it was Forgetting Sarah Marshall and then Black Swan.
0: So, forget. Yeah, Thanks, guys. For, Thank let's, you. Let's, well, here's the thing about Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was a hit at the time. Weren't you
1: with us in Hawaii for the press? I
0: actually wasn't, but no. I appreciate you thinking I was. Mm-hmm. I was there in spirit. <laughs> I would have liked to have been. Couples retreat, I was there. You weren't there for that no, one.
1: No, I wasn't. <laughs> that was cable. out.
0: Um, but that film has even grown in estimation. Like, I don't and know if you've gotten know. that. Like, you, you sense that, right?
1: Well, only because I have like 16, 17 year olds coming to me and being like, I love Sarah Marshall. And I was like, cute, you weren't born when I it. <laughs>
0: I mean, you've done a bunch of great comedies, and there's there's one that's in particular fascinating because it's and Ashton I think spoke about this recently, um, friends with benefits versus no strings attached. Which we were
1: better, but it's no big deal.
0: I was gonna say, wow. Well, you answered my question. Objectively speaking. Yeah,
1: we were. I mean, obviously.
0: Have you seen his?
1: Yeah, of course. His little naked butts in it. It's all cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How insane did Ted seem at the time when Ted came around?
1: Oh my God absolutely ridiculous but it was uh yeah right like what a weird movie that was um (laughs) there's a talking bear okay like I it was by the way um Seth should talk about this at some point but I'll hijack the story (laughs) he was casting it for a while before um before Wahlberg signed on right? right but he even once Wahlberg signed on he was casting other women and he kept coming to me during recordings and be like, okay, who else? I need someone else. Because it took a while for a talking bear movie to get made. Weird. (laughs) What, (laughs) And I kept throwing out names. I was like, what about that person? She's a great actress. What about that person? She's a great actress. And then all of a sudden I started getting older and older and older. And in Hollywood, (laughs) I now can play opposite Mark Wahlberg magically. (laughs) And He was like, well, would you want to do it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, okay. But at that point, I already went through like a year of casting with him through like a smoke, you know what I mean, like by like watching it. But yeah, it was a movie about a talking bear.
0: So speaking of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. A mutual (laughs) friend. I hit up Mark, he sent something in. Should we take a look?
1: (laughs) Is that for real? This is for real. (laughs) Yes. What?
0: (gasps) Did you bring a bunny rabbit?
1: It's not a bunny rabbit, it's a teddy bear. Look at this teddy bear. Love and respect, Mila. We love you. You're the best. You're the best. Bevanis. It's a teddy bear. My fucking talking fucking teddy bear. We're uh, here in Slovenia. (laughs) Wishing you nothing but the best, Mila. You're the bae. Josh, make sure you give her the proper information that I gave you yesterday. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Very cool.
0: He's kind of the best.
1: I love Mark. I yeah. think Mark and I have done two movies together.
0: Yeah, or three technically. I don't oh, think you didn't share a scene in Date Night. Yeah, right? we or, did
1: three movies together, yeah. yeah. I love Mark. Yeah. I see him driving sometimes and we like chit chat and I'm like, how are the kids? He's like, how are the kids? And I was like, our lives really changed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fun to go through those people with those people on the journey, right? To like check like in with folks. When you work
1: with awesome people, there is no, I, like, I genuinely love Mark. Like yeah. I think he's a, a great human being. Um. You can't beat it.
0: Yeah, you mentioned, of course, your collaborations with Seth. We haven't mentioned Family Guy, which is like the gift, the best gift I any know. actor should ever receive.
1: Guys, I I agree. <laughs> I I agree. I texted Seth the other day. We were recording season Blue twenty one. I don't know. And I was like, please tell me this, that there's more to come. And he goes, well, I hope so. Did you hear something? I was like, well, I didn't, but I just didn't hear anything from you, so I just want to double check that this is still, like, I love yeah. this job.
0: What's the strangest, you must get recognized for your voice in strange circumstances at the
1: times. I, I, oh, well, so COVID, right? right. Um, there's there's the mask thing that I'm a big fan of. Same. So same seas. Yeah. I uh, I mean for a multitude of reasons, also like science. But I love it um, <laughs> because it's a nice, you yeah. know.
0: For celebrities it was an added benefit. Oh yeah, I yeah,
1: bless it. But if I spoke. Right. So everywhere I went, my husband's like, stop talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't help he's like nine feet tall. He yeah, stands like, by out. the way,
1: you look like you stand out. I'm like the tiny person next to you. He's like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs>
0: Um, I hit up another person. They didn't send a video, but I got some uh, Sam Hewen who... Oh,
1: yes, for sure. Sam.
0: <laughs> we love our Sam Heughan, um who he did, of course, The Spy Who jumped. Yes. Me with. Um, and I asked him what his recollections were of making... Oh, i was
1: so afraid. what his answer going to be? It was no. in Budapest. Okay, go it ahead. It was in
0: Budapest, and no. he, he chastised himself. He said that he didn't really go out partying with you guys because he was trying to be really, like, serious. But with Kate and I? Yeah. yeah. But he did recall being in an escape room with you guys. Yeah. And that you were the only one that could do anything, basically. I
1: mean, I'm not sure, but I like that story. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good at them. I'm not like great, like I wouldn't be like, there's an apocalypse, take me and I'll break you out. Like, don't do that, okay. but yeah.
0: So it's more about their ineptitude than your your
1: I mean, prowess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, some random stuff for you. What are the TV tastes at home? You and Ashton share, TV shows, yeah. you silo into different rooms. What happens?
1: We don't silo. Yeah. Um, we share TV shows. We also fall asleep very early. So our yeah, ability to consume... This is, huh?
0: This is late for you tonight.
1: Oh, my God. Last night. I, well, yes and no, because I'm still oh, on L.A. time. Day. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, but, but I woke up at 9 a.m. today, and I was like, look at me sleeping in. And my husband was like, babe, babe, you woke up at 6 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. So, um... Because we go to sleep early, we don't really watch as much television as probably an average person. So I would say everything we watch is together except for one show. Well, one show plus some sports. Okay. So football, the football season, there's yeah. a lot of football content. It is. I don't need to procure all of it, you know? Right. So he goes, it's just on in the background. So yeah. it doesn't, he doesn't go anywhere, it's just there. Right. Um, and then he hates that I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Don't give me a pity clap, guys. It's fine. I, I have no shame. I've talked about it openly. It's the one show that I watch when he, like, has to work late or whatever, and I'm oddly, like, finally. Like, I can catch up on that, <laughs> Right. So that's that. And then, okay, so here's what we watch together. Yeah. The Boys.
0: Affirmative, um, yes. But,
1: uh, the House of Dragons. Nice. Right? Okay. Um... Uh, oh, you know what we watched we just finished was All the Murders in the Building.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, and then as far as, like, content that we procure, I love cults.
0: <laughs> okay, just to clarify, no I'm, I'm helping ever. you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I love... Shows
0: about cults. You don't like being involved about cults. in cults. Yeah, no, yeah. gosh,
1: okay. See, that's where my you. filter yeah. would come in handy. Let's be mine. So funny you should ask. What I'd really like to procure... <laughs> Is um, documentaries about cults
0: right? What's your favorite? Again, not cult that you want to take part in, but favorite story of like a cult. A
1: cult that I. I mean, we can always go like there was with the
0: like Nexium stuff. That was oh, I love Nexium for
1: years. I know. Can I tell you why? Yeah.
0: Did they try let to me, recruit like, you? Let me like think Did about they?
1: my. Let me think about my filter. I'll tell you. Okay. So. <laughs> no, they didn't try to recruit me. I wish. Um, <laughs> God, that would make the story way better. <laughs> See, now you're going to be really disappointed. No, 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 it's okay. okay, so Alice and Mac, yes. I used to audition against. And we were sitting down in the office. I want to say 7 years ago. And my manager and I were just talking about like different actors that I used to audition um, against when I was like 14, right? 11, 12, 13, 14. And I was like, I wonder where they're at now. Like, where are half these people? So I started Googling some of the actresses that I auditioned against. One of them being Alison Mack. And I Googled her, and I was like, What is this Nixium thing? <laughs> and I started watching the videos on YouTube. This is before anything right. was on the news. And I was like, Yo, she's in a cult. <laughs> and are you and like, so I are you started actually f-
0: talking to the TV. I'm imagining you like just literally talking to your. I computer. mean, I
1: wish. <laughs> I was more like Cammy. She's in the cult. <laughs> um, and so then I started like reading about the cult. Yeah. Then I pseudo forgot about it. Then all the and shows then came. Then all the things happened yeah. and I was like, well, I know this one. But the one that I, I didn't know about, that I learned about is the Moonies.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. See, and I that's didn't know about school. that, so that's, that's like yeah.
1: my new favorite yeah. one that I just find to be fascinating.
0: Great tips. Good yeah. stuff.
1: I mean, con- high quality content.
0: You have been nominated for seventeen Teen Choice Awards, but you've never won.
1: Yeah, I'm the Susan Lucci of Teen Choice. Yeah, you know, I know. I am to Any Where's
0: bitterness? Where's my
1: surfboard? <laughs> um, I married into a winner, so oh, I have some he must surfboards. He a few. Yeah, he right? has a couple. He, you know, had six pack abs, so he got some.
0: Right, 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 <laughs> right. Uh, have you ever sung on, on film are you singing?
1: Oh, oof. okay. So oftentimes people are like, oh my God, I can't sing. And then they like sing and you're like, you're just, you're such a good singer. I am awful. So when I tell you I cannot sing, it's not fishing for a compliment. <laughs> it's not me trying to be cute. I truly cannot sing. I sang once on film and it got cut out. And that little movie is called Ted and McFarlane made me sing and i was going to kill him
0: so you so you never you never did the cat's audition the lame is just to see just to try it it was so hot god i mean when
1: i tell you i by the way i think i'm awesome like i want you oh, to know like okay. my i'm like i'm a really good i can hear notes and I can
0: can you though
1: well well well, I can hear when other people are not good okay so that's what that means I can like be
0: on a show reality can be on American Idol I can judge others yeah I can
1: judge you well yeah um but when I sing I was told it's more like me changing my volume and less me changing notes whatever those are
0: just more no I got you just like
1: louder or quieter sure a note. I know, guys. It's a note. I don't sing.
0: Um, all right. Got some questions from the audience. So Boy. You, you can't blame me for any of these. Um, I wondered if you'd be interested in a show that you and Ashton would like to star in no. together. <laughs>
1: You're going to ask me again, and I'll, I'll, I'll take my time.
0: You have. I mean, this <laughs> is big news. As we tape this, you've been talking about it. You have a, a very small cameo, you and yeah. Ashton, in the, the 90s yeah. reboot of that 70s show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it yep. was really hard for me to do.
0: It was the actual act of doing it.
1: Yeah. I like uh, acting with my husband and not being like, why are you making that face? Like, I couldn't think it's just, I respect people that do it. I really do. And I think that it's uh, incredible that they can work with their partner. for a multitude of reasons, we would never work together. We never work at the same time so that one of us can always be home with the kids. Right. So um, a technicality, but nonetheless, we would never do it. And then we, uh, like, uh, we want, we enough people already feel too comfortable to want to, like, hug and talk to you and, like, feel like they have an yeah. ownership in you, or of, of you. And um, mm, poor choice of words. And then you add this, and you just, it's, it's too much. So no, but we do do a cartoon together. Right. Yeah, so we do stoner cats together. Right. But that's because he's um, free labor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got him around anyway. Might as well use him in some capacity. I mean,
1: he's pretty good, yeah.
0: Um, Vengeance by the way, he's excellent in the beat. He's B- fantastic film. in Vengeance. Check it out. And
1: yeah. then he has his um the Reese, he did a romantic comedy which I think we right. all need and it's so sweet him and Reese. It's a beautiful romantic comedy.
0: As, you know, a couple that has done so much great romantic comedy work over the years. Do you kind of what's your take on like where we're at? We're like he's made one thankfully with Reese, but they are very few and far between now. And as you
1: I know. had so much envy. I was like, you get to make a romantic comedy and I just made that movie. (laughs) 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 I wanna see your movie. I was like, that's what I wanna watch. I wanna watch that. And so I'm in desperate need to find a really great, amazing romantic comedy.
0: Rom-com or Fast and Furious or season two of House of Dragons, which which one?
1: Oh my God.
0: We're all gonna wait. We have nowhere to be. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Okay, wait. House of Dragons season two. Let's
0: cast you in each of these. Here we go.
1: Who am I? Yeah. What am I? Um, House of Dragons. Can I be a dragon? Um,
0: <laughs> Mocap suit? Yeah. No.
1: Nah. I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'd be a Targaryen. I mean, I. you know. Like. <laughs>
0: well, you threw away Targaryen. Targaryen. Like, you know, yeah, Targaryen. whatever.
1: I'd be that. Or yeah. Valerian. But, but I'd rather ride a dragon. Okay. So I'm going to choose that for mm-hmm. obvious reasons because okay. I get a dragon. Um, so long as my character gets a dragon. Like I get the egg, egg hatches, I get my baby dragon, we become friends and homies, and then I write it. Um, Got the vernacular
0: then, down. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, God, I have so many theories about House of Dragons. But OK, wow. anyways, uh, OK, what was the uh, other one? In well, we
0: talked about little on Fast, fast and Furious. you want more than the walk-on background. You, you want an actual role. You deserve it. You're a 17-time what? Teen what? Choice Award nominee.
1: <laughs> God, I want that on a cup. Um, <laughs> What is a cue from um, from uh, uh, James, James Bond? Bond? Oh, you want
0: to be like that? Like I the, want to be gadget Q. lady.
1: Yeah, no, gadget lady. How dare you? <laughs> what?
0: You're a lady. Gadget, and gadget lady.
1: She's like the engineer. Okay, let's give her some credit. Right. Um, I would want to be like the cue of um, love it. Okay, what was the third one?
0: I don't know. What was the third one? Um, rom com. And what's the rom com? Who's your co-star? You don't want Ashton. You're over him. Oh yeah. Professionally speaking. <laughs>
1: okay, who's my in my rom com? Yeah. Rom-com? yeah. Um, it's a very, and herein lies the question. Here's my agent background going, um, Jason Momoa. Um, (laughs) Jason Momoa. No, uh, gosh, I don't know, someone fun and awesome who, I I love Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg.
0: There we go. He sent in a video. You might as well throw him a bone. I love,
1: I love Mark. Uh,
0: what advice would you give to people in their 20s in New York? I mean, you didn't, you, didn't spend time in New York, but you I did. Time. I
1: lived in New York in my 20s. Oh. Clearly, you know night, better than not me. friends. It's okay.
0: Wow. You know, we never talked. It's no big deal. Um, so what advice would you give to someone in their 20s in New York?
1: I'm just growing my filter, guys. Um, wear closed-toe shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Um... Uh, have a fan in your apartment at all times, readily available. Um, stay out late, walk the city, have fun, because when you get old, you don't have time to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right, two more, and then I release you. She's got a premiere to go to, like her premiere is happening, right? I'm in the middle of, right? that's
1: happening. So I did it, and now I'm here and then I have to pretend to go back and sit in the audience and be like, that was an amazing movie, guys, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was uh, Main difference, and this is, uh, this is curious, back to the film, do you consider them almost two different characters? Like, the main difference between Tiffany and Annie, like, yeah. uh, what, and who is harder to play, in a, in a way?
1: I mean, I think that they're, they're, they're both the same, it's just that one is a persona of the other, right. so if you look at, call it Tiffany, I think the voiceover in Annie's head when she's older is Tiffany. Right. Um, I, you know, one is the reason why, and the other is the outcome. So what's easier, to experience it or to relive it?
0: There's a thinker. That's a right? good one to go I mean, on. that's okay. yeah, 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 got it. Uh, and last one, will end a little bit more fun back to 70s. Did you audition back for your audition for 70s with a co-star? And how many auditions? What was the yeah. process? Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I've heard of him.
1: <laughs> what, what became of him? <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: What do you remember of the, of the audition? Oh, my gosh. Well. I
1: think the first person I saw was Topher, okay. probably is what I should say. So we did, like, the, you know, you add, not anymore. Everything's changed, guys. But you used to audition. You do callback. Then you do another callback. Then you do a producer call. Then a writer call. Then a studio call. Then network. You audition a lot. And towards the latter parts of it, uh, Topher was there. And then he got cast. And that's what I honestly remember. And then I had to read with Ashton after I got cast. What did I think? I was like, wow, that's a much older, handsome boy. Like, I was 14, and like, he was 19. And yeah. that's, at that age, a gap. When yeah. you're, you know, 30, 35, who cares? But when you're, you know, anyways, I was like, like <laughs> I, you know, it, I was, like, it, he was, yeah, he was a, he was, yeah.
0: Uh, is it going to just be a one-off, the the, the cameo in? The As 90s of or? now,
1: yeah, for the fourth season, for sure. I, honestly, you don't want us in it. The show's not about us. I promise you, right. it's such a great reboot what they did, and it's almost it is. I think fans. If you love 70s, you will love this reboot. If you've never seen 70s and you want to know about the 90s, you'll love it. Um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's the same story. So it's a relationship of these kids. It's like these little misfit kids in yeah. the same basement of the same house with Deborah Joe and Kurtwood Smith going through the 90s. You don't need to see us. We would be a distraction.
0: Um, We packed a lot into this from 70s to Wahlberg love to the serious great piece of work, Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix soon, spread the good word, and we even cried. We did it. Mila. You
1: did it. (laughs) We did it together. Joshua.
0: We all did it together, guys. Spread the good word. Mila Kunis, everybody.